life and adulting. I'm Josiah Keneally. And I'm Mikey Keneally. We are your hosts and we hope that you are having an amazing Friday already. We drop new episodes every Friday morning early mm -hmm. and we want to help you start your weekend off strong. We mm -hmm. want to answer questions that you're actually asking. That's right. And so every week we go to the listeners and we hear from you. What questions about faith, life, and adulting do you have? This week's mm -hmm. question is from James. Hello, my name is James. I will be moving across country this fall and I'm wondering how to keep my faith strong and what opportunities to look for to help me with this change. And I'll just say right off the bat, wow, it takes courage mm -hmm. to do a cross state move, cross country move, right. and we are <clears throat> proud of you, James. That's right. So James, the first part of that question, I think Josiah can unpack, but I would say the second part is how do I look for opportunities or what do That's I look right. for, right? Yeah. Um, when you get into a college campus, uh, these are some things that I've personally done and seen young adults do and I've experienced myself, is number one, get involved. Get involved the first week or two that you were on campus at your new location. This will help you get connected, meet other incoming freshmen, your graduating class, people in your program, um, people who are there earlier than the rest of the campus. That's usually what freshmen do, right? Like they're there yeah. one or two weeks prior to. So get involved with those specific things. I know for me, when I was in North Dakota, we did like a garbage pickup thing. There were coffee bars that were open. There were late night grilling parties. and that's just help people get connected and really meet each other and the likeliness of you staying connected with the people that you meet during the first two weeks is pretty significant when it comes to the studies that they've done in the past so that could be a helpful thing to do is get and look for opportunities those first two weeks of school specifically and what was the other one hmm. you were talking about the importance of yeah. a local church yes so getting plugged into a local church uh, is probably number one on the list, aside from anything on your college campus. Looking for a church teaching, preaching church that is speaking truth. Um, from the Bible. Yes, from the Bible, of course. And that's where I would start, you know, and that will help you hopefully get landed somewhere and just planted and be a part of that Sunday service. But who knows what doors, if they have young adult ministry there, because you're a young adult now, there's opportunities similar probably to a college ministry campus type feel that they could be, you know, emulating as well. And the reality is right now as you're listening and as we're recording this, mm -hmm. it's summer. That's right. And so there's a lot of people listening right now who maybe they just graduated high school. Maybe you're launching into life and That's adulting right. and you want to stay strong, strong in the faith i would just say this talk to your youth pastor talk to your local church and hey are we connected with any churches mm. in florida if you're going to florida or mm -hmm. you're you're moving to colorado do you and to reach out to us do you know any great churches that i could get plugged into you could also hop on google churches near and find one that might be similar to the church that you're you've grown up with mm -hmm. as well as one that's going to preach jesus have opportunities for you to get plugged into but pre-decide here's mm -hmm. the two or three churches that i'm going to check out and i'm going to get plugged in yeah. within the first two weeks and with that i'd also say we have served with chi alpha for mm -hmm. the past four years and the importance of a mm -hmm. campus ministry that's right it's not your local church it is in addition to it's a supplement but it's going to help you also reach your campus and i think of you're going james to florida 
right? And there are so many, whether it's a Christian school, public university, private school, wherever, you know, the Lord leads you, mm-hmm. there's going to be lost people and people get that get lost in the transition. Right. And I would say the opportunity to look for is find opportunities to share faith, mm-hmm. share hope, be a hope dealer, and minister to others. Find ways that you as a follower of Jesus can make disciples on your dorm room. Mm-hmm floor right. in your quad in in your activities as you get plugged into camp uh, campus life and yeah. activities and clubs and um, even like classes look for people that you can befriend and share the gospel with but also being mindful that if you do attend a campus ministry that those people could be walking with the Lord and those could be some of your new best friends of the faith that can help strengthen your personal relationship with Jesus. Not only are you witnessing to the people who may not know of him yet, but the people around you who are walking with the Lord. Those could be your Bible study people that you're co-leading with. Those could be your floor leaders. Those could be people that you pray with. Those could be individuals that you go to when you're having a rough day and they just become your friends, right? And so finding those opportunities as well to know and to not feel alone because sometimes you get on a campus you're like wow this is a christian campus and i am feel like the only person walking with christ or i'm stepping onto a four-year university and it is very secular it's very liberal it's very whatever fill in the blank and you feel like maybe you're a fish out of water like so if you can step into some friendship with those people that you know that are walking with the lord that can help your personal walk with him Wow, sharing the gospel just becomes more engaging, more fun, easier to do. And James, I know that you were at the Young Adults Retreat we had a couple weeks ago. And they shared a video, and this is for anybody who's wanting to strengthen their personal walk with Jesus Christ, and you find it challenging or difficult to share your faith with others. They did a study, and they weren't looking for this, but this is what they found. One of the things they found in this study was once you start reading your Bible as an individual, Four times is when you see the big jump and the big curve. Four times a week or more. Yes. So you read your Bible four times or more a week. The likeliness and the desire for you to share your faith increased by 200%. So it's not like you're reading a Bible once a month and you're sitting timidly in the classroom being like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm the only Jesus follower. No. like you're When you read the Bible, you understand that you are called. You are confident, you are competent in who you are designed to be, and the the ability for you to share your faith increases because you are in the Word of God getting fed truth and you are being strengthened in the spiritual sense to step out in that faith um, setting and in those group areas to stand firm. So um, I would just encourage you, James, to, to lean into that four plus times a week. We always want to shoot for seven, but we're not perfect people. But if you're able to do that, to be able to witness to those around is fun and it's exciting and that's a part of why we're doing what we're doing right we're we're spreading the love of jesus it's amazing and you know here's one of the things that's a reality is that we talked about the second half of your question hey i'm going to cross country i'm going to be a college student what opportunities should i look for and i think a lot of this Hmm. would actually apply to somebody graduating from college moving to a new city for your career right you're going to look for ways to get plugged into a young adult ministry a local church um, opportunities to share your faith maybe at work or in the marketplace and with roommates and all of those different things but your first question was actually how can i keep my faith strong Mm -hmm. that's good and here's a sneak peek into my life for a second (laughs) this year i'm 30 and the past few life stages or ages or transitions our life has looked like this the past 
five years we've been married. Mm-hmm. We um, have been in our house three years. We have a two-year-old and a one-year-old. And here's what the data and research is. No matter what your habits are, the most likely time that you are mm-hmm. vulnerable to stop a lifelong habit is during r- the period right after a life event. Let's say there's mm-hmm. a death in your family. It's a life event. Sometimes people stop exercising, mm-hmm. right? That's what the data and the research shows. Right. And, um, you know, for me, what it's looked like, it has never been harder to do some of the daily disciplines that I've had since <laughs> I was a teenager, like reading the Bible every day, like mm-hmm. working out four or five times a week, like going for a run. And I mean, when you just have, as a parent for a second, right. other children that you're responsible, a spouse that you're serving, a house that you're taking care mm-hmm. of, a career and a ministry that you're leading and, and launching different projects, um, there's a lot of transition happening. Yeah. And so transition is one of the constants in our life. But here's what I think. The studies also show the most likely time for somebody who grows up in a church to walk away from their faith is 18 years old going off to college. Mm, yeah. As high as two-thirds of young adults who grow up going to youth group, going to a local church, being a part of a, a, a church community, it's the most likely vulnerable time. And I right. picture this. I picture like a young, curious deer in the safari of Africa, in the Sahara Desert. Oh, wow. And what I picture is this deer is a part of a herd. And the strength of the wolf is the strength of the pack, you know, like Mowgli says. But the strength of this herd, this, this pack of deer, and like deer comes of age and decides I'm gonna go and start my own pack. I'm gonna find another deer, I'm gonna, fi- I'm gonna mate, I'm, this is the time, the time's now, I'm gonna move away from home. And I picture it's hard for a lion not to pick you off, <laughs> to attack the pack. True, yep. It's really hard for the lion to attack the pack, but when you're isolated, when you are in transition of moving from one season of life mm-hmm. to another stage, you're, it's called transition, and that's when you're most likely to be prey and attacked by predators. Mm-hmm. And the enemy, we have a real enemy who has come mm-hmm. to steal, right. to kill, and to destroy. Right. So I think the attack of the enemy, here's Satan's strategy. Find high school students find college students who are moving cities, transferring colleges, mm-hmm. walking, you know, from one faith mm-hmm. community, they haven't found another. Let's go after that deer in transition. And let's not attack the pack. Let's attack this is the strategy is to steal, kill and destroy. You, my friend listening, you are alive to thrive in That's Jesus' right. name. That's right. Jesus said that he has come that you can have life and life to the fullest. Following Jesus is not boring. You're alive to thrive. There's an adventure. There's a purpose. There's a passion. There's a calling on your life. You're chosen. You're adored. You're wanted. You're part of a pack. And we don't want to see you get attacked. So I would say here's the reality. Devotion, discipline, and habits. That's good. Can you talk about those three things, Micah? Devotion, discipline, habits. Well, I think devotion each and every single day is time etched out for the Lord in particularly with the word of God, worship, journaling, whatever that looks like, worship music on, reading the word of God. Like what is our devotion? Devotion is premeditated, meaning that 
I have etched out from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. time with the Lord, whatever that is and looks like for you. You choose. You choose your devotion to the Lord. Um, and when devotion happens and it's time set aside, you can't help but to thrive. You can't help but to go to God with everything. Lord, should I be taking this class? God, am I in the right major? Am I getting offered the right job? I have four options in front of me. Which one is right? Which one is wrong? When you're in the word of God and you're in devotion with him, it means you're in relationship with him, that you are walking in cadence with him. You're able to identify the things he placed before you, not the attacks of the enemy. You will be. You will gain wisdom, knowledge, and discernment. And those are promises. I'm not saying this just to say it. I am saying when you walk with the Lord and you live fully devoted for him in every aspect of your life, you find yourself asking, asking silly questions that may seem very small to you, but it's very significant in the process of life that you are in. Should I do this or should I do that on a Friday night? Pivotal moments, right? Should I go with this group of friends not knowing how the night's going to end? Or should I know that I, I need to stay in and finish this project with my rocket team? Whatever. Weighing the consequences, God's going to help you when you're walking in relationship and devotion with him. The devotion, discipline. Yeah, discipline. Disciplines is kind of, I'd say married with devotion in a sense of what am I disciplining myself to do to become when it comes to my character, when it comes to the decisions I make? Because listen, you are the only advocate for you in a season of singleness. When you get married, you then become an advocate for you, your spouse, and your family. You have children. You are now an advocate for you, your spouse, and your children. And you need to realize as a young adult, whether you're single, dating, married, engaged, you are an advocate for your emotions, your wants, needs, and desires. You are an advocate for your calendar. Yeah. You're an advocate for your purity. You need to advocate for all these different things and you need God's help to do it, period. Like we can't do everything or anything in our own strength. So what does our devotion <clears throat> look like when it comes to God? What are you fully devoting to him? And how are those disciplines aligning with the word of God and his design for his creation? We are his creation, right? And then the last one is devotion, habits. discipline, and habits. Oh, gosh. It takes 21 days to statistically to make a habit. So whether that's exercise, whether that's running, whether that's devotion to God, whether that's um, getting up and setting your alarm clock to yep. become a morning person yep. or to become a night owl, whatever you need to do to do what you need to put your hands to so that you cater well before the Lord. And um, so those habits, like what you do in your singleness and your college years bleed into your first job, your marketplace, your ministry, your um, marriage, whatever that is, like the habits that you create in these next four years set you up for a very good trajectory when it comes to time management and finances and self-care, yeah, <laughs> faith, it. everything, um, disciplines of working out, disciplines and devotion to family, friends. It's so layered. So I think all those three are very tightly woven together, but they are very different. So the habits that you create now will set you up for success or potential wrestling and failure. So for instance, I'll say habit. This is, a, I'm, I know, I'm talking to you. I'm not pointing at you. My sister is very smart. She can read or listen to music and just play Titanic. I'm like, I can't even read music and I played the flute for 10 years. Okay, but here's the thing. 
she can read something. She's a fast reader. She enjoys reading. She can pick up a language like that, signing, Korean, whatever. Mm -hmm. She's very, very gifted, but she did not have the discipline in her high school years because she could just do it. But there's me spending three to four hours being frustrated over homework or a mathematical equation that I can't comprehend. And she can look at it once and be like, oh, da 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 da. And I'm like, what is step number two? So I'm saying, I had to discipline myself in my four years of high school, which set me up for greater success in college, where she had a harder time in college because it came so easy to her. And that's not a knock on her, it's just how she's wired. Mm -hmm. But knowing how we need to kind of maybe shift and move and pivot and change and strap down on some things and be like, oh, dang, I gotta learn this better so I can, you know, overcome this or become a better student or steward mm -hmm. so those are the three things i think are tightly woven together and i just want to encourage you maybe you're super duper smart and you're like oh school's easy for me okay <laughs> then help the people who are struggling right <laughs> become <Yeah>. my tutor <laughs> and you know that's so good like uh, pastor craig rochelle from life church says this your future the future you in other words looks like two things Oof, what your friends like? and your habits the company, the people you surround yourself yeah. with, and the disciplines that you've devoted yourself to. That's good. That's what your future you is gonna look like. Wow. So what disciplines mm -hmm. are you gonna have? And who are gonna be the people that surround you? And I remember this, working out at the gym, 18 years old, I was a college student. And there was a guy there by the name of Joe that I saw about six, 6.30, five <laughs> days a week. And he was probably, I'm guessing, 45, and it was a guess, but he looked like he was ripped and for sure, like, he was getting after it every morning. And, like, I, I would talk to him. He's like, hey, Josiah, like, hey, man, like, every morning. And then finally, like, I was like, Joe, you inspire me. Like, you look <laughs> like you're off the cover of Men's Health magazine. Like, <laughs> and he goes, Josiah, here's my advice. And I didn't ask for it, but he goes, here's my advice never pause, never take a break. Like you're young, mm. you're athletic, you're in good shape. He goes, I was like you and I took a lot of years off working out. I stopped going to the gym. Mm. Yeah. And he goes, now I've just gotten back into it and it's been a lot of hard work. He's like, what if you sustained the start that you have? Yeah. And, and for us as followers of Christ, the encouragement is to stay in faith. That's good. To renew your mind daily, to, okay, David fought some battles and there were some moments where he got knocked mm. down, defeated. It says that he found strength by encouraging himself in the Lord. That's good. I think one of the greatest opportunities we have as Christ followers is to learn how to encourage mm. ourselves in the Lord. And so that's, that's what we want to do. And if you're in transition and we can help, whether you're asking a question, Maybe you want to find a local church in your community or a campus ministry. Maybe you want to start your faith, stir up your faith, or strengthen your faith. Reach out to us in the DMs on Instagram or at fypodcast.com. Till next time. This is Mike and Josiah signing up. Thanks so much, guys. Talk soon.